The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubale Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Happy Tuesday. That's right. We, we, yesterday was Christmas. What day it was. We had no Monday, but I hope everyone enjoyed their Christmas. Um, gosh, nothing happened. Like, you know, in the middle of the night between Saturday and Sunday, right? Yeah. So, no, yes. Or was it Sunday to Monday? I forget. But clearly nothing very happened. Very boring weekend. Yeah, there was nothing at all that happened. No important news to report today. Uh, just kidding. We'll get to it in just a second. But no, but first, yeah. How was your Christmas, Paul? It was good. Got a chance to, the fam got out here, got a chance to hang out with them. It was a very relaxing day. Spent it at the beach as well. So spent Paul some time went in to the, the sun. beach? I, I have four lovely ladies here who all love the beach, who I, I would be very, very much so disappointing if I didn't join them. Uh, so, yes, I went to the beach on Christmas, which was very, very nice. A lot of other people also had that idea. Um, Where'd you guys go? Just to Waikiki Beach, just just right there, because that's close enough to where uh, my family is staying at the, the hotel and whatever. And very nice there. Went back home, just kind of turned on some Christmas music, hung out, had a couple of glasses of wine. And overall, spend it with the people I love. And that's that's kind of what Christmas is about. So it was a good Christmas for me. What about for you, Uku? Oh, yeah. Just really chill. We went, we did some gift drop-offs. And then before we ended up where we usually, it has become kind of a Christmas tradition at one of our friends' house out in Hawaii Kai. Oh, and I was going to say, you went to Stan Sheriff's stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I know. We joked about that, though, with some of the, I think I was talking to, oh, I think I was talking to Andrew Lee on the sideline at the Hawaii Bowl. And we were all just making the same joke, like, what are we supposed to do on Christmas? This is weird. <laughs> we're supposed to be shooting the game and I'm like I usually go to the game the Diamond Head Classic games or games throughout Christmas Day and then we end up at our Christmas dinner but um so he kind of joked like well maybe we can just all potluck and we just show up to the Stan Sheriff Center <laughs> because it feels like it's our Christmas tradition just to be there on Christmas Day but no it was nice to just sleep in and yeah just watch some football um wrap presents Saw my parents for a second because they dropped off some presents. And yeah, then, like I said, we went, we stopped at a few different houses in Hawaii Kai before we ended up for Christmas dinner, which was awesome because it was some delicious prime rib. And you know how we do in Hawaii, it's prime rib with nothing but rice <laughs> instead of no, no potatoes, no mashed potatoes, prime rib on top of rice and just soaked in all the aju and horseradish and the goodness of that and I was just like going to town on the prime rib so it was delicious that's always like the main thing about Christmas and any holiday I feel like it's like all right what's the different type of food that we can have that everything goes on I don't blame you (laughs) it's been fun so I've mentioned it a couple of times my best friend from college being here and she she's made multiple mentions of like dude this freaking food is crazy and I'm like listen have you ever seen a Samoan I'm like, they they don't get small. They're not small people. We like to eat here. I'm like, I'm like, they have good food here. They're not small purposefully. Yeah. You know, and, and it's because they have such good food. So I've been trying to share as much. So I'm glad you got to enjoy 
some nice Christmas uh, delicacies as well. It's kind of funny, just a side story real quick on that. I remember like my friends from high school that went away for college and Usually they joke like the fresh freshman 15 or whatever that you gain weight. <laughs> a lot of my friends actually lost weight when they went away because they're the food is just not the same here. There's not a lot of rice depending on where they went. So it was like the reverse where they came back and I'm like, wow, like, have you been working out? You know, all this stuff is like, like, no, no, I just don't eat the same. You know, you can't get your meat jun at like every corner or anything. So they just, you know, are eating like sandwiches and stuff like you're traditionally healthier uh, foods and food groups whereas in Hawaii you can get deliciousness like at every single block and it's just hard to not get the plate lunches and gravy all over and <laughs> that's the best part anywho all right I just had to we just had to chit chat about Christmas a little bit because this week Christmas it still feels like everyone's kind of on vacation the roads are still clear but hope everyone yes enjoyed their weekend we will get to though the Obviously, the basketball tournament that happened over the weekend as well. Uh, A lot to talk about with that. However, yes, the big news that pretty much was reported overnight. Again, I can't remember. It's all blurring together. Was it Sunday through Monday? So I remember. Was it yesterday morning? That's that's the thing. Like, it was so early. So I remember waking up to the news. I believe. Oh, gosh. Because it was at 1 a.m. It yeah. was Stephen Sai posted uh, the the breaking news story at like it was twelve forty five or forty six a.m. because I remember I had just oh, Christmas Eve because I had just uh, filed one of my stories I don't remember which it, if it was Christmas Eve then it was the Hawaii Bowl yeah which makes sense I suppose yeah. so I had just filed my story. I had gotten it up on our website, hawaiisportsradio.com. You can go check that out as well if you want to go read about Chevin Cordero's final return home. And then I posted it up on the Sporting Tribune website, which we also uh, help out with a little bit here, and we're very good friends with them over there. And I had just gone to bed, 12.30. I woke up the next morning, and I was like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I really could have, I could have been up for this. Like, all I needed to do, I get get an extra glass of it's water. It's not like you didn't know. No, we no, knew. of course, just... it wasn't like I didn't know. It was more like I looked at it. I was like, this is when we're breaking the news. I know. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> it was very so, funny. Yeah. So the whole, I mean, we've kind of known. I just wasn't sure when we were allowed to make it official. Leave it to Steven's side to be the one to officially break the news that, yes, QB1 is returning. Braden Shager going into the transfer portal and then essentially figuring out that, all right, grass isn't greener and um, deciding to come back and return and uh, for his, well, I guess senior it's kind year. of his senior year, but I, I don't know anymore. So it's his senior year, but he also... Potentially has one more, it seems like. I was reading Christian Shimabuku's uh, article and said I believe he has two to three semesters left for his uh, business degree. So math-wise, you know, that's one year, but also with the COVID year plus yada yada. Either way, Shager Bombs will in fact be back in Manoa next year after nearly a month of back and forth, it seemed like after Timmy came out, after our friend Pete came out and and said uh, that he yeah, would take be take that Pete. 
<laughs> so a- after about a month, we finally get an answer, and Braden Shager will officially be staying with the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. All right, before we talk about it some more, here is what uh, Braden Shager told those at KHON2 News. I just had a lot of people uh, in my head at the beginning telling me that, uh, you know, going out there and exploring other opportunities was the right thing at the time. And, you know, part of me believed that, too. Um, But it was just really, you know, in my heart, right, when I did it, I kind of knew that uh, I wanted to be in Hawaii and I wanted to be around my teammates and coaches there. And, you know, I missed it right away and, you know, I made a mistake doing that. But uh, I'm just happy to be back and happy to get back to work, continue to work on with everybody and have conversations with and talk to the team, you know, behind closed doors about everything and explain more about my decision. But uh, I think for the most part, they're receptive to that. And uh, really just a lot of the guys on offense that I've talked to, we're just, we're just ready to get back to work and just put all this behind us. And that was Braden Shager and what he told those at KHON2 Sports. Shout out to them, by the way, for a very uh, thorough and extensive story and not behind a paywall. So uh, some of the I I know people might still be upset about everything that happened. And personally, like in the beginning, I I think our initial reaction is that's what we are like. We've talked about it before, like here in Hawaii, you're always about your word. And even Paul, where you come from, it's a small town. Essentially, It's, it's kind of like a small town type of mentality where. Hey, you got to stick to your word because so and so is going to know who you are. Like you can't go back that's on your, your word. Currency. Essentially, it's yeah, your that's... currency here of people believing you. Yeah. So people in Hawaii or small towns like where Paul comes from, like this, we're very true to that. And being this type of wishy washy, it just gets a little frustrating. Especially, it almost felt like Timmy himself was like. You almost embarrassed your head coach because he put out that, hey, Shager called me, said he's going to be throwing bombs in Manoa next season. So everyone's like, all right, cool. Yeah, he's staying. And then this happens and then he leaves and then everyone's like, all right, we're done with you. And then he comes back. And now I saw a lot of the tweets. I saw a lot of my replies to like I shared our social media posts from Hawaii Sports Radio and onto my personal Instagram story and I received a lot of um you know I I get it like a lot of angry and upset uh replies to it and I was upset like I'm going to be 100% honest again like your your initial reaction is like oh my goodness I can't believe he just did this again we knew for like a week and it's so I I already had time to kind of deal with that thought, but it's it's different when it actually becomes like officially official. And I think the part that frustrated me the most was just the way that it happened and how like it was. So it was a couple of things, right? Like I was hoping he, he I was hoping he would have done the Shohei Otani. Like he would be the one to first re- quote unquote report on himself that he's coming back or post like a video that he did himself like hey fans like you know I'm I'm sorry that I did this and because I do believe him when he says that people got in his ear so I wish he would have been the one to report the story and then the first to report it was Steven Sai, which hey excellent reporter covers Hawaii always, football extensively. always does a great job however the you know he works for the star advertiser and a lot of people like myself who are online and do not subscribe to the Star Advertiser, you click on it and it was behind the paywall. So now you're almost in limbo. Like, I can't believe this is getting reported. What did Braden Shager have to say? Not knowing that Braden Shager did talk to Steven and there were quotes in there. But you're like, 
he's just gonna and then he like just the way he tweeted he retweeted the the tweet and said like love this state yeah it was very just kind of simple there was it, it, there was essentially no explanation for like 12 hours and I think to me that was the most frustrating part that did make me feel a little upset is how it kind of happened because and fans would have been upset anyways but I think for me personally if yeah if Brayden was the one to break the news again we all kind of knew but publicly if he did certain things and I'm not don't get me wrong this is not me blaming Brayden because I know again people got in his ear about leaving I'm sure he didn't get maybe the best advice on how to announce his return either so but I under but in hindsight, I'm like, all right, he's back. He's our quarterback. And I know people are still going to be upset. But for the most part, I'm, I think it's great because at the end of the day, he makes us a better football team. I guess I, I know we want to believe that, hey, it's okay. We got Michael Alejado that is like, duh, 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 duh. hey, he's proven in high school. <laughs> There's a big step up from high school to college and into this type of run and shoot offense that is very, very complicated. So there's all of that stuff. And Brayden is already proven. He's learned this offense. He's our QB one. And and with Micah here and Sanga Polutele and whoever else could potentially come in, having a competitive QB room, it makes the team even better better behind the scenes and at practices if you're going to go out and compete so for the most part I hope by now a lot of the fans are a little more positive and receptive because it's kind of I was telling um some of our friends too I'm like it's not like he did anything blatantly morally wrong you know he didn't talk smack about the he state did or everything anything. that people would always do. He yeah. explored opportunities to see if there was anything better for his future out there. I mean, at the end of the day, my personal standpoint is this. He's a kid. Okay, these athletes, these college athletes are kids. They're bound to make mistakes. They're bound to do things that leaves egg on their face and egg on the face of people close to them. That is just the unfortunate matter of... The world of college athletics, especially in the world that we live in right now with the transfer portal, with NIL, and with, like Coach Chang said in his media avail back on the 20th, anybody being able to play street agent. You know, you get people who are able to get into these kids, once again, I'm going to say it, kids' ear and say they have all these promises and they have all of this, oh, well, you know what could be on the other side. And, and that the money is worth right. leaving what you have well, behind. And that's something, too, where if you go and read KHON2's piece, it talks about it. And Braden talks about it where he felt it. He felt that, oh, this is off yeah. when he was doing it almost immediately. And that's, I, I mean, that if that's not the most human reaction to something I don't know what is because I know that I've personally had that feeling so many times where I start to do something and I kind of look back and I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And and you go back. And that's not necessarily going back on your word. Like we said, Braden, Braden's coming back and throwing him. Shager Bombs will be back in Manoa in 2024. So that original tweet from Timmy is the truth. Hey, that yeah. phone call conversation was the truth. Could it have gone a bit different? Could Braden have handled things differently, both in his 
departure and return? Absolutely. And that is okay, because mm-hmm. guess what? This whole thing is a lesson for Braden and for fellow athletes alike where, hey, let's be sure about what we want to do. Where if we want to leave, we need to, we need to know that we want to leave. Our heart needs to be all the way out or our heart needs to be all the way in. And I truly believe that Braden's heart is all the way in with this 2024 University of Hawaii football team now. 100%. All right. So, again, if you guys kind of missed this whole first segment, uh, Braden Shager is officially returning to play for the University of Hawaii next season. We will continue this conversation when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Ku'ule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. This time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we are never. (laughs) I had to have fun with it, you guys. We got a lot. Like at the end of the day, I know. Like I said, people are still going to be upset, and your your feelings are valid. Like, don't get it twisted. It's valid. I understand why people may still be upset. We're upset. But like that—that's. I just had to play that song. I was telling uh, like one of the sisters, I'm like, I'm gonna play "We're Never Getting Back Together" by Taylor Swift, just to have some fun with it because I don't want people to get like so caught up in it and that it is this serious matter about Braden Shager like uh, committing and then leave. That's why we played that song, committing or doubling down that he will be playing next year for Hawaii and then entering the transfer portal and then coming back. So it reminded me of that song. Like we break up. You called it off again last night. <laughs> it, it really. I mean, at the end of the day, thanks, if you Tay-Tay. can't if you can't have fun with stuff, then it's what are sports. you doing? It's, it's sports, people. Right. Like it's sports. Fun. He's a kid. Like it, it. It. It's fine. And I'm. I'm. I'm doubling down on my support because I am wearing my Shaker Bomb T-shirt today. Well, also, people are gonna forget about all of this the moment. He tosses that first 50-yard Shager bomb touchdown to Stephen McBride next year. Like, that's that's just the case of the, the matter. And I know everybody's like, oh, he's going to have to earn the quarterback yeah. one job. That's the case every year with every good program is you're going to have an open competition. Like, nobody's job is just for free. Mm-hmm. And, at any position. Yeah, right. And, and especially at the most imp- – you could argue the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sports. doesn't matter, period. Mm-hmm. End of sentence. And listen, he's going to come in. He's incredibly talented. He led the Mountain West in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He was one of the better quarterbacks in the nation in terms of overall production last year. I know everybody loves the run and shoot. I know they're going to be like, well, it's because he played in the run and shoot. Braden has a lot of talent. He is a really good quarterback. He's going to be the quarterback one, barring something unforeseen. Micah Alejado now gets to come in and be the guy of the future while also starting to work on his body. It's exciting. This type of stuff is exciting. You don't put pressure on your high Mm -hmm. recruit quarterback to come in and be the savior of the program. As a Jets fan, I can tell you how (laughs) many times I have seen 
a young kid come in and be asked to shoulder the load of a large fan base and fail. And passionate fan base. So it's good. Micah's going to get a chance to come in, get into the weight room. and I mean, he's 5'10", 160, 170. That's small for college, for quarterback especially. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason you've seen a lot of beefing up on the line. But at the end of the day, it's good for the program because now if Micah does come out and win the job as a true freshman, that means he really did earn it against a guy who, like I just said, produced with the top 15 quarterbacks in the nation last year, number eight in the nation in total passing yards. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a good thing for the program, despite if you might feel a certain type of way about the way that it went down. That is my rant. That is the end of that. (laughs) I am very excited for this next football season because I think at the end of the day, this brings the best possible floor and ceiling to the Bows for 2024. Yeah, and I know someone commented on my tweet about Mike Alejado, like if it leads to like a decommitment or and was I'm sure he he said I'm sure he was thinking the job was his from day one. Um, I'm I'm I don't want to assume that that is the only reason why Micah signed with Hawaii like thinking oh I'm going to sign specifically because I'm going to be the starter you want to hope that a recruit signs for other reasons that hey like I like the program I like the environment I like the coach I like what they're building here all of these reasons and two if like now you're just going to I don't feel like he is being told that by his inner circle and that he like should be upset that the true QB one is coming back. And if anything, and I replied to this person, if anything, it should make Micah more motivated to work harder and earn, like you said, like now he will be, if he, if it does happen after spring and he ends up being the starter, we will know that, man, this kid must be really, really good if he beat out Braden Shaker as a true freshman coming in. So like, I want to, I'm going to believe until like we hear otherwise that Micah is now going to be more motivated to work harder if he truly does want to work and try to earn that starting job and assume that that was his. Like I'm sh- I'm sure again well, his inner circle is telling him like all right kid well now you got to work harder like nothing is promised that you're going to play and that the job is yours and in between where we weren't sure if he was going to commit to Hawaii, he was looking at a program that already did have a starter. So knowing that he that maybe wasn't his number one reasoning to come to Hawaii, well, it's like that's the difference. So he's he's he should be more motivated to work harder if he truly feels like he should start over Braden Shaker. He committed in April. All right. So we look back at that time, we had already gone through spring practices for the University of Hawaii football team. Braden Shager had already been named QB1 at that point. Throughout the season, especially at the start when Braden started the season pretty well, and then he kind of started to, to tear off and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't like Braden wasn't there. It wasn't like Braden had a senior year this year, and then it was like, oh, wow, he's shocking coming back. This was always what it was supposed to be. Yeah. This was the plan. Braden being here, Micah committing, and Micah being able to step into the role as soon as he's ready. And now we still get to follow that plan. That's the biggest thing to me. And and what I would say to our friend who responded to the post and worries 
that Micah may decommit or would decommit or want to go away. I just, I sit here and I urge you to think about the competitive nature of these young athletes. And you also bring a, a really good point. Reportedly, he had been looking at UNLV. I don't know if he confirmed that or not, but I do know that that had been reported. And like you said, Jaden Maiava's over there, who is a freshman. You want to talk about <laughs> winning, won the starting job as a redshirt freshman. That leaves a lot of time for him to continue on. So either way, it was going to be an uphill battle no matter where he went. And then even so, Braden, I mean, it was two weeks really that he was in the portal and then out of the portal because he entered it on the 6th of December, right? Signing day was the 12th. No, signing day is the 20th. It's two weeks, okay? It's, that's not that much time. There, there was no decommitment from there. There was the rumblings before, but even so, you saw Coach Chang, Coach CB go out. Like, there's so much that goes into recruiting. These conversations have been had far, far beforehand. And I'm sure that Coach Chang and Coach CB have been very, very transparent with their top recruits. Like, hey, this is what is going on with our team. That's important. Everybody needs the most information so they can make their best decisions. By the way, I should also mention, we haven't touched on this yet, when it goes back to Braden Shager and entering the transfer portal and whatnot. Uh, Let's be clear, he is genuinely coming back because he wants to be here and it is not for a lack of interest. He actually had a lot of immediate interest and took an official visit, which I think is the funniest thing because I mentioned that we knew for about a week that Braden was going to come back. and But when it was first reported that he was entering the transfer portal, we kind of joked on this show and I had no idea at that time when I said it that I was like, anywhere but BYU if he goes to BYU it'll be like the worst thing for him to ever do well he actually did take an official visit to BYU but signing day came and went and he was like all right I'm not gonna sign here and then he didn't go and take visits with anywhere else but I think like I thought back to that like when I did hear that he did visit um, BYU beforehand before all the write-ups came up I'm like oh my goodness that's exactly what we said on this show like anywhere but BYU and Boise and Fresno or anywhere in the Mountain West (laughs) I know we hate BYU here but I will say shout out BYU for proving to Braden that somewhere's worse (laughs) way way worse because he went there and was like dang man what am I doing I got it great in Hawaii (laughs) So shout out BYU for being so terrible that Braden was like, dang, this was a mistake. So bad he didn't want to take another visit anywhere else. Because, <laughs> hey, they got some, it's cheap to live in Utah. They got some money there. I think like Utah Utes are like getting their players like brand new cars and stuff like that. So I just think it's funny to bring up and for all of the people that maybe weren't ca- catching up online that, yes, he did have interest so it's not like he went out there and was like oh shoot nobody wants me yeah people people BYU wanted him and the job was would have been his to start at BYU but yeah like Paul says shout out BYU for proving that I mean we all know Hawaii's better than BYU so well I'm just yeah but at least I want to give BYU I want to give credit where credit is due (laughs) and when credit being due is that BYU stinks (laughs) 
that's especially something I'm gonna let the beautiful people know, Koo. That's why before um last week when I was like, you know, Braden should just come out and all will be forgiven if he's like, I'm sorry, made a mistake. Like if he made that video and then at the end of the video he's like, BYU sucked. And <laughs> I know been... from a PR standpoint you wouldn't say that, but it would just be all the Hawaii fans I think would be like, you want to okay. get everybody back on. All right, side. I, we, we like this kid. Yeah, <laughs> BYU sucks. <laughs> Everyone knows a long-standing rivalry, especially in football, between Hawaii and BYU. So, Brayden, that would have been my PR advice to you, Brayden. You should have done a video like, BYU sucks. I'm coming back to Hawaii. And all would have been forgiven. And it would have just been a fun time. Like, yeah, he is one of us. We're going to support our QB now. (laughs) All right. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic that happened over the weekend. And I guess, eh, well, I guess last week, too, on Wake Up in the Den. Wake up in the den with Kule Agbiani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Uh, we had to have fun this morning with the theme of the majority of the show. <laughs> it's funny because that was a suggested song from one of our one of our good friends that also heavily supports. The program and is very very positive about Braden Shager coming back but when I kind of told her my idea like oh I want to play like Taylor Swift like never getting back together I'm like what else and she's like maybe you should play Thank You Next by Ariana Grande I was like yes that's a good one <laughs> just to have fun with it again Braden Shager announcing his commitment to play next year going into transfer portal and over the weekend he confirmed that he is officially taking his name out of the transfer portal and will be playing for Hawaii next year. So we just want to have fun with fun with the songs because yeah, at the end of the day, hey, it's 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 sports. I get it. I understand people's passion and I was upset at how it was announced like I told you guys, but you know what? He never did anything morally wrong. He didn't talk smack about Hawaii or say anything bad about the team or his teammates. Could have been handled a hundred percent better like he just instead of that agent he should have had a better PR person or something but yeah for the most part just he said you know he just had multiple people telling him things and he he is a kid he's a 21 year old ish he's not he's not a grandpa like Juan Munoz where you're like 25 (laughs) years old you know he's still kind of the true your true like age of a, a junior. He's a real college. Yeah, kid. so I get it, and that's why we just want to have fun with it. Try to lighten the mood for anyone that might still be really upset. He makes us a better team. He makes the uh, the quarterback room more competitive in the spring. If anything, as well, hopefully trying to get the other guys to to get to his level and maybe really legitimately compete and make it competitive in the QB room, you know, not like this past season where it was the job was his, there was no pressure on or what not. So he makes us a better football team. Again, he because other people were saying that a former uh, or a Hawaii grad or a kid that graduated from a Hawaii school that went to another who he's in the transfer portal too from Arizona. His name shall be re- oh, remain nameless. God. But yeah. people are saying, hey, maybe he wants to come to Hawaii. I'm like, no, I do not want a QB1. I don't want a QB1 that has questionable intentions. And yeah, we talk about kids being kids, but he did more than steal a candy bar or something, you know? So um, I would not, I would prefer a Braden Shaker who is just wasn't given the right advice, but for the most part, great human being, great kid, 
and a good solid quarterback for us to have as we are still going through this legitimate like rebuild process under Timmy Chang and Timmy Chang believes in Braden and the team they're still Braden said it in his uh, report to KHON2 they're still got to work through some things but for the most part it was the team's decision to welcome him back before the rest of us knew so it, for me as and as for fans if the team and the coaches are okay and they're receptive of him coming back then we like have no reason to be upset because that affects their job their day-to-day life and we talk about it all the time Paul it's like why would I be upset if the other like don't get too stressed out about the lives of other people and be upset about the decisions they're making because if those involved are okay and and by okay I mean they're receptive to him coming back and rejoining the team. I'm I'm sure there are still teammates that are upset because again, it's the way that it happened yeah. that could have been handled better. Better, but for the most part, from what I've heard, it was a team decision. It was a team vote, and they they allowed him to rejoin the team. So as you know, as the media, and then of course as passionate fans, we we should all get on board and continue to support. He's he's our QB one going into next season. He makes us better. He can. He can ultimately make all the fans feel better because as long as we get W's, then everyone's going to forget about everything that happened. Yeah, I mean, there there's a comedy bit from Shane Gillis where it's like, if you're good at football, all of your sins are forgiven. That's that's kind of what the case is here. And I, I do challenge, <clears throat> pardon me, I do challenge Hawaii football fans to look across the nation at teams who are in similar financial situations right the the playing field where it's the same so not necessarily your alabamas your oklahomas your usc's but look at your power five schools no look at your group of five schools what are the best of them they have continuity right they have people they have players who come back at important positions year after year and they're able to recruit and slowly integrate at the most important positions. That's what Hawaii gets an opportunity to do here on the football field. And even in any sport, I mean, continuity is so, so important. We talk about it with our Rainbow Warriors for men's basketball as well, where, you know, even they're still working through some kinks because they returned nine guys, but they also brought in a bunch of new faces who are in that rotation still trying to fit into roles that were outlined last year, but maybe need to shift a little bit this season yeah and that's kind of what we saw in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic with you know Hawaii coming up with a really nice win against Portland to open up the tournament 59 or 69-56 but then you know had some struggles against Georgia Tech in the beginning to open the game but appreciate the you know didn't give up what down 21 points I believe going into the second half coming out of halftime and making it close making it very very entertaining for us fans in attendance and ultimately losing those 73 68 but they showed that fight they did not give up and Georgia Tech is a good basketball team and then they go and they play TCU another very very athletic team to me they are a lot more athletic than Nevada the Nevada team we saw but I think Nevada is just a better team hence why they were able to beat TCU in the semifinals but Hawaii playing TCU in the third place game and falling 65-51 that game was just a little I don't know if everyone was just 
tired or whatnot, but it was an interesting game. But this is exactly what the type or the type of level of competition that we want to see this Hawaii team face, especially now as they get ready to start Big West play and they're open up with a Cal State Fullerton, but going up against your Nevada to essentially start the week on the previous Sunday and then playing a team like Portland, who was almost like a good transition game, you know, not, not, not that great of a team, but a good warm up to the a competition team, but not a great NCAA tournament caliber team. Like mm-hmm. they faced on the two days or two games following because that's what you saw in Georgia Tech and TCU are two teams who will very much so compete for NCAA tournament positioning later on in March. Yeah, and the Georgia Tech game, uh, the surprising thing at first, like if you look at the box score where Noel Coleman didn't have any points, we found out later that he was actually like dealing with some kind of like sickness or something. Not not one of the contagious stuff, but essentially He's just was not feeling good at all. But he and basically exerted all his energy on defense, but just that's where his and hey. That's where it needs to be. That's how he's been the last season as well. He's been like the number one defender on this Hawaii squad. So he did what he needed to do just to be sure to help, be sure he could help his team. But he essentially told Jovan, like, man, I'm not going to be able to do much today. Like, this is going to be your game, essentially. And Jovan continued to do what he did. The only thing that does bug me, though, about the Georgia Tech and the TCU games, like that Georgia Tech game, Surprisingly, we only had what like four turnovers the entire game, which is feels like it's almost so, it's so rare. But like two of those turnovers came at the worst moments, like the last couple of minutes in the game where Hawaii very much was in it, and then it, and it, they weren't like you know legitimate like steals that Georgia Tech worked for. It was just we dribbled off our feet and just mishandled the ball, and that's the part that I'm like oh, because one of them happened right in front of me where we sit and like. Dang it. So, but nonetheless, they didn't fight or they didn't give up fighting. <laughs> Excuse me. They didn't give up fighting against Georgia Tech. And then I think TCU, TCU is just, they're a really, really quality basketball team and well coached by a former Riley Wallace protege and Jamie Dixon. So I think, you know, we can't take anything away from TCU and definitely can't be upset at this Rainbow Warriors team. The little things, yes, like I said, some of the free throws could have were shocking that they miss and then those turnovers, but stuff that can be fixed. For the most part, they still look like they will definitely be competing for the top of the Big West, and hopefully that'll lead to going far in the Big West Conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, you sit here and you look at the three games for what they were, right? And there were offensive struggles for the Bows in a lot of ways. It felt like just one or two of the guys would show up on the offensive end with their their A game scoring or even their B game scoring at that point. And everybody else was just kind of really struggling. Justin McCoy really struggled in his final game against TCU there. You mentioned Noel Coleman dealing with an illness where his offense struggled in a contest. And... Each game you keep on looking, even Javon McClanahan didn't have a wonderful first game scoring the basketball despite having seven assists, no turnovers. He still, you know, was hoping to find something with the jumper. And that's kind of what you saw, especially against TCU, where with the Georgia Tech game, you fall down by 16 at half, 21 at the very start of the second half. And it's like, all right, well, what the heck? You know, what what are we doing, guys? And... 
a, a switch flipped for them in, in that sense where the defense, they were no longer getting punked. They were rebounding the way that they were supposed to. They were matching the physicality. And offensively, you could see they started to find the rhythm once again. I asked Coach Gannat about this, actually, um, on Sunday following their loss to TCU, where there are those two games, it was this Jekyll and Hyde offense for UH, where mm-hmm. one half they shot under 35%, and then the next half it was at least a respectable offensive performance. And, you know, what? the question that comes from it is, how do you combat that? What is the reason for that? And as you face off against good teams, because those two, like I mentioned, are NCAA tournament caliber squads. When you face off against teams like that, how can you, how can you handle those moments where your team goes through the rough shooting patches? Can you dominate in another area? The Bows didn't in those two games, hence why you see them fall in both go one and two in the tournament, finishing in fourth place. Yeah, and that's the... So now they regroup this week, going into the Big West Conference, and we'll see how they come out against Cal State Fullerton. Uh, We'll wrap up some final thoughts on basketball, but got to take our last break, and we'll be right back. Wake up in the den with Kuale Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to all of you, the beautiful list of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, and Paul Brecht. Yeah, I don't think I did it. That feels different. <laughs> Just got to make sure yeah. the beautiful people know. Uh, yeah, during the commercial break, I kind of, uh, I forgot that. I was like, wait, I didn't tell them that they were the beautiful list of all the beautiful people. So, and even if we did, Paul and I both couldn't remember if I did it or not. But we were in agreement that even if I did, we doesn't hurt to tell you guys again that you guys are the beautifulest of all the beautiful people as we are here. Yes, as Ekolu said, in the beautiful Hawaii, nay, clear blue skies outside, not a lot of cars on the road. Everyone's still probably in vacation mode this week as we are, oh man, final week of the year. This is so crazy. This year flew by. I mean, my mom always told me that after, you know, 25, your life just kind of goes by. So enjoy it while it lasts, Paul, because you're almost going to get to that uh, quarter of a century. It is already gone. Yeah. Granted, we do work in sports, so that that does really fly by because you're always so constantly busy, like following along all the sports. So it's it's crazy, but we're enjoying every moment of it. And like we enjoyed, yeah, this past uh, weekend with sports and the Hawaii Bowl and all the big news that happened that we were talking about this entire show. If you guys missed it, you can listen on demand at hawaiisportsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, going back to a little bit of the men's basketball talk. Once again, Hawaii falling in that final uh, third place game to TCU, 65-51. Essentially just struggling with the length as well. Like it was, I could tell it was very difficult for like the sharpshooter up until this tournament, Juan Munoz, to really get himself open. And he took a couple of shots and or attempted to shoot over the length of the teams in Georgia Tech and TCU. And not just Juan, but other players as well. But you could tell it was just, it was a lot. Like, it's crazy how much you look at it from a certain angle. And then was it, I think it was Tom Beatty, maybe Tom Beatty in the TCU game, 
tried to like drive. Well, I thought he was going to shoot it from the outside. He was like in the corner, uh, a three point line. And then he tried to like drive it in and essentially tried to go up. And then when you see there, I forget who, what player it was, but you see him go up and like easily gets blocked. And like, I don't think Tom Beatty was expecting that type of length to try to go over to essentially get maybe like a like easy jump jumper or put it in for a layup but it, it, it was a lot but again like we keep saying Georgia Tech TCU both even Nevada who essentially won the tournament beating Georgia Tech 72-64 in the championship game uh, the other day these are two very very quality basketball teams basketball programs that Hawaii faced in this tournament I know we you know we talk a lot about the Mount Invitational and the quality of those teams as well which is true but these two teams or I guess essentially three teams that were in this tournament you will see them compete in their respective conferences and potentially slash likely see them in the NCAA tournament so these are quality teams that Hawaii plays I don't want anyone to freak out that we lost these two games again at least the Georgia Tech they didn't give up, so hopefully that transfers into the Big West season and our Big West Conference tournament because that's what you're going to want to see. You want to see them compete and conference. Like, it's different, right, from football, where football, your preseason or non-conference schedule, excuse me, it matters because at the end of the season, you will need to get to X amount of wins to try to make it to a bowl game. So the non-conference games do matter. In basketball, college basketball, it's a little different where you load up your schedule like we see Lauren Beeman do on the women's side to try to get your team ready for the conference slate because that's essentially what matters. Yes, you're going to try to go and win every single game, but for the most part, it doesn't affect how you end up in the standings of the tournament. No, you're trying to get battle tested at this point in the season, and that obviously now switches to... We have to win every game possible because especially for teams like Hawaii in the Big West where it's likely a one to two bid league where you're not going to get many teams from your conference into the tournament. You do have to focus a bit more on winning your conference and winning your end of season tournament and whatnot. Whereas in those other tournament or in those other conferences, you're going to get a ton of teams in where I, I you mentioned it. People might tweak out a little bit, right? A back-to-back losses, three of your last four. All three of those losses come against teams who will likely be in that NCAA tournament. I understand, well, Paul, how can you say that? None of them are ranked. You look at them, none of them have a number in front of them. I promise. They are all very, very quality teams. The Mountain West, good chance they get five to six programs into the NCAA tournament this year. Nevada leading that pack right now. They are an incredible, incredible program. Georgia Tech, Damon Stoudemire doing a nice job in his first year there. The ACC long has been respected as kind of like the SEC of mm-hmm. basketball where, you know, you, you you look at that conference and you have your Dukes, your UNCs, your Virginias, so on and so forth, where you just have a general respect for them. You're like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna get a ton of teams into the tournament because they're all going to just beat the living daylights out of mm-hmm. each other all season, and they're going to look at them and be like, yeah, well, then those are <laughs> those are some of the 64 best teams in the nation. So I, I understand some apprehension from fans where they're like, oh, well, we just lost three out of four at home. That's worrisome. 
very good competition, very good for the Bows as they head into conference play. And now they start to think about, all right, what do we need to do to win our conference? And what did we do in those games that ultimately held us back, held us short from coming up with a victory? So these are good learning experiences, albeit painful ones, at this moment for fans and players and coaches alike. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at the Ken Palm rankings, that's where you can kind of get a sense of how good a team is. And I know we talk a lot about the coaches poll, AP Top 25, but Ken Palm is a very uh, trusted source in the basketball world or college basketball world that ranks these teams. TCU currently 36 on Ken Palm. You have Georgia Tech at, let's see, they 110, and Hawaii is at 128. So these teams are... a far ahead of Hawaii and you have Nevada right behind TCU at 37. So that essentially does double down on the fact of what Paul and I have been telling all you beautiful people in terms of the quality of these opponents that Hawaii has faced so far and how high they rank in the Ken Palm rankings, which are pretty true to scale. Yeah, they're pretty good. Also, just a reminder, these aren't even blowout losses. That's something else to look at. Six point loss here you know, five-point loss after you retook the lead. These are fine losses. Losses stink in general. But at the end of the day, the Bows will be better for it. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we hope to see you guys out this Saturday as they will open up the Big West slate against Cal State Fullerton. But we got to go for Paul. I'm Kule. Bye!